Have you ever bitten off more than you can chew? I feel that I'm going to do that today. Truth. Now there's a bite of something that's more than I can chew. Some people have been trying to chase down the question of truth for a millennium. What is truth? The question asked in every philosophy class. I recall being asked that same question myself while in college. I also remember upsetting the whole lecture and professor by replying without reservation that I knew the answer. The teacher said that it was impossible for me to know that because no one knew what truth was. So I told him, truth is what is. I found it a bit humorous when he told me that that wasn't true and that I got it all wrong. Well, his whole shtick was that truth was relative and no one could know truth because everyone's truth was different. He was hoping for a lively discussion that hit a roadblock and it turned into a lecture. He was confused. Not me. At least I'm not sure that I was. What he was trying to say was that one's perception was one's reality, and I believe that's true. But I know that one's reality is not always tied to truth. That was 50 years ago, and I still believe that truth is what is. Does that mean that I know what is? No, I'm not sure anybody does. What it does mean is that I have a responsibility to search for the truth as elusive as it is. I'll give you an example. There was a time when a truth was that the sun revolved around the earth. Now we theorize, emphasis on theorize, that we live in a galaxy, an ever-expanding universe of trillions of galaxies that rotate around the center. Now, this is our new truth, or perhaps, after years of study, our new perception. Scientists are always involved in the search for the truth, in the search for what is. We as a nation need to trust what our scientists say, even if they are always questioning the results of their own inquiry and conclusions. This is how it works. Religious scholars are also in search for truth, in search for what is. Some of the early religious scholars were even early scientists. Thomas Merton has written several books on truth, as did C.S. Lewis. This is by no means a dead subject. Some of us feel that we should only listen to religious scholars and others feel that we should only listen to scientists. I believe we should listen to both because neither has the monopoly on truth and each operates in a different realm. Many beliefs held by religious leaders cannot be tested or proven by scientists and the opposite is also true. Religion does not live by the scientific method but by faith and intuition. Stay out of each other's way and learn from each other. Many of us get confused by believing that our perceptions are not simply our reality, but our truth. That's easy to challenge. When many of us were just three or four years old, we woke up on Christmas morning and saw that Santa Claus was real. If you have ever had teenage children, then sometimes you may have discovered them in what may have appeared to be a compromising situation. Did you jump to conclusions? Maybe. Was it truth or perception? Gossip falls into this category as well. How often have we seen something and then drew a conclusion? Of course, the trouble begins if we pass on this conclusion, and that's when people get hurt. 
I'm willing to bet that most of us have been hurt by gossip. Lately, I've made it a habit to listen to and or read people who represent totally different points of view. What I often discover is that I can follow and very often agree with the logic presented by both sides. What most often is different is the set of facts or truths that their logic sits upon. Not all our perceptions are false, but how we see the world causes us to make many decisions about how we live our lives. The closer we can get to truth, the better decisions we can make. So of course the question is, where can truth be found? How can we really know what the truth is? Our perceptions are not always accurate. My wife says sometimes they are. She got a little mad at me when I tried to explain it to her. She said, see, I'm wearing shoes. That's true. Well, good point. It is true, I can see. But we've all seen magic shows. We, especially today, are inundated with information, some called facts, some called alternative facts. How are we to decipher this information? It would behoove us to check our perceptions, search out other sources of information to see if our perceptions are in fact real or just our perceptions. We can search out authorities and they need to be checked against other authorities. You know, get a second opinion. What authorities give us are their perceptions, hopefully conclusions they have come to by research, research that we are unable or unwilling to do. We could check on several sources and see what facts are agreed upon. As we all know, we tend only to listen to what we call a trusted source, which is so often just a source with which we already agree. And if we cannot find trustful information, what are we to do? I have found a strategy that works for me. That strategy is to ask the question, what if I'm wrong? It can work for small, insignificant decisions and can also help develop a world philosophy. For example, I'm heading to the store to buy ingredients for something I plan to make, peanut butter cookies. I think I remember looking in the cupboard and I'm sure I saw peanut butter there. But what if I'm wrong? My wife says the peanut butter is gone. If I'm wrong and I don't buy the peanut butter, well, you know. If she is wrong and we do buy the peanut butter, I guess we have two jars of peanut butter. I believe that water in this country is polluted. Others do not. If I'm wrong, but we clean up the water, we may have wasted some monetary resources, but the water will be exceptionally clean. But if others are wrong and we do not clean the water, the consequences are dire. The same goes with air quality and global warming and a host of environmental injustice issues. No matter what you believe, you will make better decisions if you first consider, what if I'm wrong? Too often, when I bring up this argument, the response is, but I'm not wrong. But I ask, what if you are? I've heard this argument about God. Is there a God? If I believe there's a God, then what if I'm wrong? And if I believe there's no God again, what if I'm wrong? Before I act on this, I should inquire from someone trusted who believes differently from me and find out why they believe what they believe, not be so set in my ways as to not listen to other points of view.
But eventually I must apply that what if I'm wrong concept, especially if I can't come to a conclusion with which I'm comfortable. I guess this means I must even ask the question, what if I'm wrong about my own strategy? What if I'm wrong? This world could be an ugly place, but it does not need to be. Consider that none of us knows everything, and we need to work together to solve problems, both personal and universal. Thank you for listening.